Welcome to Triangle 411, the pulse that moves the Triangle world today. It's a vibrant collection of stories, medical breakthroughs, what's trending, social good, events, and boundless other adventures. A conversation pit of comedians, authors, chefs, sports figures, experts, the common and the uncommon. Here's the host of Triangle 411, Mary Innsbrucker. Hi, friends. Today we are welcoming back to the show Kim and Penn Holderness, YouTube faves with 1 billion video views and 5 million followers. They are going to share their experience competing on TV's Amazing Race and give us a look behind the scenes like we like to do. Let's welcome them. Kim and Penn, it is so great to have you back on Triangle 411. Our audience really enjoyed your last show, and you are doing, I'm just going to say it, an amazing job on The Amazing Race. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you having us back. Well, I know you are on a junket here of interviews, so I'm going to go quickly, but we've got a lot to cover because I this is just so great. You guys are doing so good. Um, so first up, how the heck did you down that cheese with the maggots in it? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I didn't know there were maggots in it. I knew there were worms, and I we're on a local um, sort of uh, interview here. So I was a judge at Bugfest at the Museum of Natural History for several years, and it prepared me. Now, when Kim told me that there were maggots while I was in the middle of eating it, you saw me start to gag. So that was difficult because I have to fight maggots in my trash can, which is what happens in the South in the summertime. But Kim, just you just powered through and didn't care. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a million dollars on the line. There's like not much, much I won't eat for a million dollars. So, yeah. I'm with you there. Now, let's talk about those boys who love to take their shirts off. Come on. <laughs> Everyone wants to talk about this. Hey, let's talk about it. What I really... What I really love, though, is uh, your comeback pin when you, you put those glasses on and you just put them to shame with your sexy man glasses. Yeah, there was a scene where I had to, to uh, repair a fishnet and I have become farsighted. I have presbyopia, um, which is something that only old people know what it is, but I've got it. And um, so I have these really big glasses and they helped me out. And I just was incredibly aware of how unattractive I was when I did that and just the fact that like I was just surrounded by these Adonises on the race and needed to just you know what I need I needed to balance the universe out a little bit with all of these handsome boys I'm gonna say you look very handsome in those glasses Penn I you look very handsome that's why I'm well, that may answer part of my next question, because, you know, you get into some messy situations there, and the, the stress of the race seems to sometimes cause rifts between partners, but that wasn't the case for you. How did you guys avoid that? There's so much stress and the pace, et cetera. I mean, we have been married for 16 years or so, 16 years. And, and we've done, we, I mean, we wrote an entire book, but that happened, you know, there was a byproduct of marriage counseling. So I would say one of the best things we did in our life was marriage counseling. And I think that gave us a real advantage when it came to being on the amazing race. I think that being able to communicate with your partner and bringing out the best in your partner is um, a, a real set of skills. And I think that's something that we had as an advantage uh, among the other teams. 
Well, it sure looked like it because you guys, you were steady the whole time. And there'd be times I, I don't think I could have handled that. But um, and while we're on the subject of messy, uh, messy situations, what is the deal with the laundry? You guys do such messy comps. What's the deal? I'm, you know, As you know, Triangle 411 goes behind the scenes. I'm not going to ask you, you know, the regular kind of question. So how the heck, what happens with the laundry? So I packed, I had these little tied travel packets and I only packed about, you know, because you want to keep a light pack. I think I packed maybe five or six of those to save for super stinky days. And then we only packed a few shirts and, you know, one pair of shorts, a pair of leggings, and we kept packed really light. And so in, you know, if we had an overnight in a hotel, we would just use the hotel sink and either use the shampoo or the bar of soap in the hotel. Or if we were really splurging, we would use one of those little tide packets and we'd wash it in the sink. And then you take the hotel hair dryer, or you, or you take a towel and you roll it up yes. in a towel and you wring it out. That's like that was the that's a pro we got before we left. Yeah, so you, we would lay our you know clothes on a towel, we'd wring them out, and then if it was a nice day, we would super classy open up the hotel window and hang our clothes out the window, <laughs> or we would dry them in the in, you know, with a hair dryer in the bathroom. Good for you. I, so it's yeah. something, you know, folks wonder, do, you, do they provide laundry service or not? And, and you mentioned mm-hmm. the hotel. No. Nice, medium, small, medium, it, large? It, it, I would say it, it's everything. Yeah, they were, they were nice. They, I mean, they didn't, they, didn't, um, they didn't put us in any unsafe situations. Yeah. And so, you know, some were bigger, some were smaller, depends where we were. But I mean, we didn't go on the Amazing Race thinking we were going to get a luxury vacation. But no, they took, they took really good care of us. But you guys won a lot of things, monies and vacations. You came in like first, as far as I'm watching it right now, um, like three times in a row, you came in first. Kudos to you. Thank you. (laughs) When do you guys eat? They never show on TV when you get to eat. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be gross if they showed us when we were eating. Um, And boring. Yeah. And just really boring. Let's just say like, look, we had to be in a bubble for this the the restart because of covid we had to be around people who also were vaccinated who had been screened so it was a little bit of a different uh type of behind the scenes production Mm -hmm. and there there was never any time where we were particularly hungry with the exception of like maybe during a leg when we would have the option to stop for food and we didn't want to because we wanted to get to the finish line Mm -hmm. we would get a little hungry then Mm -hmm. but yeah food uh, they didn't show food because it really wasn't an issue. Well, no, and, and um, we brought a lot of protein bars. So I, and I'll also say that I got, I was so nervous that anytime we were racing that I couldn't eat in the morning mm. of any race. Mm-hmm. So I didn't eat in the morning. And then if it was a particularly long day, I would get a protein bar out of my or backpack yeah. or some maggot cheese. You know, that's really refreshing <laughs> and filling. <laughs> so what was your most embarrassing moment? Uh, so I think Penn. Uh, Mine's easy. I'm waiting for yours. I, I stared at a clue for 20 minutes that was a clue that I didn't think was a clue, even though it looked exactly like a clue. Um, and I lost like four or five places. This is in the second episode, and uh, it, it, I felt dumb when it happened, and it looked even dumber when it was on television. So that. Was but we point. still came in fifth and beat and made up ground and beat some people. No. So it wasn't even that bad. Doesn't matter. Um, I would say. Let me think about it. I don't know. I mean, I've tried my, I have to say, like, I've super tried my best. I played, I did really well assembling bagpipes in the third episode. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself. Mm-hmm. But then we'd actually play the bagpipe and the bagpipe, 
the, oh yeah, I didn't love the singing in that episode. I don't love to sing. And so I was a little embarrassed to have to sing on national TV. So yeah, I will say that. <laughs> now, something else I think would be tough is having those cameras, you know, in your face 24 seven more or less. So how does that work? Do they, do they do retakes? Do they coach you or how do you no. deal with that? No, and it's not 24 seven. It's not, you know, there are, there are other reality shows where you're, you know, they have cameras everywhere and all the time. It is only while you're racing. Um, so that's what makes, that's one of the reasons why we love this show. It has, it's based on a level of travel. So um, it's, so it's only while you're racing. And so it's not, it's not a 24 seven situation. And no, that I will say the entire production, the crew are just world-class and just the best in the business, but they do not and never will interfere, help, guide, coach. I mean, we're, if we're going the wrong direction, they're going to let us go the wrong direction. They're not, they are silent participants. You almost forget they're there, I would say. Mm -hmm. That's rare for reality shows. It is. And, and sometimes, you know, I've talked, I've done interviews with some folks that have gone on Big Brother and they get a little bit of coaching in the diary room, you know, to kind of spice up the show. So it's something, no, again, behind a, the no, scenes. It is, they take um, what is given to them and they kind of go with that. But there's no drama that's created. There's none of that. Um, none of that. So how much training do they give you before things like leaping off of tall buildings? <laughs> Um, I mean, there's a safety, like if, if you went up to, you know, the amazing race is if anything, I mean, there is, and you feel it, their priority is to keep their crew and their cast safe. I mean, you feel like you, you feel very safe. And, um, so with the bungee jump, I will say, you know, we just had the regular old, like if you went up right now and signed up for it, I mean, it took about a 10 minute just to put the harnesses on and there wasn't much to jumping off the thing. You just have to jump. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't like I needed any instructions on how to jump, but they just do the kind of normal safety briefings. In brief, tell me the process itself. Like, how were you chosen? Did somebody call you? How did you get your house up and, you know, your household set up to run while you were gone? How much time did you pack and leave like that whole process? This was one of those seasons where, um, full disclosure, they, they had a certain type of person in mind for the show. And so they, uh, the casting director reached out to us and asked us to apply, hmm. which we normally would not say yes to. Um, our daughter, um, when we told her we didn't really want to leave for a month, got mad. She was in seventh grade. She's like, what are you going to remember? Like some random February or when you went on the amazing race? So <laughs> she, our daughter kind of talked us into it. We did have to audition. You fly out to Los Angeles and you meet producers and you're in the room with the other competitors, but you don't really interact with them. Um, they let you know that you're on the show and then you start your preparation because you've got a little bit of time. Um, we, uh, so we, we trained physically. We tried to train mentally with puzzles and crosswords and also like the, the best real training is to watch old episodes to understand kind of how the race goes. Even though we had watched it before, we rewatched the entire series. Um, and then uh, the packing is a different answer for each of us. Um, Kim <laughs> started packing about a month before, and I started packing a day before. Does that sound about right, honey? Yes. Of course. 
Sounds like when my husband and I pack, it it takes me forever, and he slaps some things in a couple hours, and and we're gone. So I get that. So um, so then setting up your household for to be gone for a month. You know, the first time we left, my mom was going to be able to stay with my kids. This most recent time, my grandmother was actually really ill, so she couldn't get away. So we had friends, sitters, you know, um, that were kind of. It takes a village, so mm-hmm. we had them. You know, we had a big Google Doc with a schedule, um, and our kids were a little o- older and a little busier and a little more capable. So it took, you know, a little, you know, they didn't need quite the handholding with everything um, that they needed two years before. Um, so it, it, but then we, you know, we couldn't really tell anybody we were going. So we have an, a wonderful group of people who we work with on a day-to-day basis. They, they kept the show rolling. I mean, we kind of, we pre-recorded a lot of videos before we left that they could post in our absence. That's great. I know we're almost out of time. So just a couple quick, um, uh, what was the funniest thing that happened? Honestly, like this is going to be a general answer, but just getting to know the other racers, um, whether we were on airplanes or kind of in lobbies waiting to go, um, I, we like laugh so hard. We peed a little at these, uh, at these <laughs> other people. I think when you're under a lot of stress uh-huh. and you have a little bit of time to let your hair down, like they're incredibly funny. So, um, you can see a little bit of Raquel and Kayla laughing at each other when they're trying to get on each other's uh, shoulders or when they get lost, they, they were equally funny just in person. Yeah. So I think like laughing at there, there have been a lot of moments like behind the scenes that a lot of moments behind the scenes with the cast that have just like the hardest I've laughed in years. So overall good experience. I'm not hearing a single negative thing from you both. I mean, it was, we don't, we don't want to go negative. (laughs) No, I think that like anything like this is incredibly stressful. It's one of the most, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it even comes across on TV, but it's one of the most stressful <laughs> things. Yeah, and it, it was it was hard to be away from our family. It was I missed my kids dearly. I, I mean, there were a lot of tears over that. So I mean, mm-hmm. there was plenty, there was plenty of things that just made it hard. I think I tell people it's like one of the best, worst, hardest, you know, most amazing things I've ever done. So it was all of the things. Uh, so do you both have superhero complexes now and your kids think you're the coolest? Oh God, no, we're opposite. <laughs> our kids, our kids. They're yeah. stunned that we're still in the race <laughs> Yeah, and, and think that we're cheating. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're cheating, cheating, but they are amazed every, every week they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I know you're off to your next interview, so thanks for your time. And as always the entertainment. Well, thank you so much for having us. Well, that was so great to have them back again. They are always so fun. And we can't give away any secrets depending when the show runs, but we sure do wish them luck. It would be great if they win. So what I want to do now is go into our nonprofit spotlight that we do at the end of every show. I wanted to share info about this organization because as a candidate for the Cary Town Council District C seat in Southeast Cary, I hear a lot about workforce housing when I meet with my constituents. Here is an org doing something about it. According to their website, CASA builds or renovates apartments to increase the availability of affordable housing in communities. 
as a nonprofit organization, rent remains affordable and there is no time restriction on how long someone can live in one of these properties. Now, this is huge. If you're aware of these types of programs, they usually have a limit to how long you might be able to stay at a property. So this is good. This is peace of mind for, for these folks. Now, CASA employs leasing specialists and maintenance technicians to meet the unique needs of their tenants and provide permanent affordable housing to those in needs. They have some new developments coming along, including Kings Ridge Apartments in Raleigh, Bryan Place in Durham, Homestead Road in Chapel Hill, and Collins Ridge in Hillsborough. And guess what? They say they are not finished until everyone has a home. CASA has plans to continue growing the reach in Wake, Durham, and Orange counties to serve even more neighbors in need. To learn more, volunteer, or donate, please go to casanc.org. Casa, C-A-S-A-N-C.org. Well, it's time to high-five and say goodbye. I'm Mary Innsbrucker for Triangle 411. Today, dot, dot, dot help the homeless.